the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. American prosperity is the bedrock of freedom and security all over the world. An obligation to the heritage of liberty and dignity handed down to us by our forefathers. It's time for the Pro-America Report with Ed Martin on The Answer San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Hey, don't forget, visit ProAmericaReport.com, ProAmericaReport.com. You will see there a lot of stuff I'm writing. You can link on through. Sign up there. I'll get you on the email list, uh, ProAmericaReport.com. Also, PhyllisSchlafly.com, a lot of the great work we're doing, including right now, uh, our producer of this program, Ryan Height, is putting up the videos of our Great Eagle Council a few weeks ago. Very, very good stuff, uh, helpful for you to check out lots of cool speakers, including uh, a speaker from Poland who was uh, with us uh, just a few weeks before the election. Election doesn't look like it went the right way. We'll talk about that another time. All right. What you need to know today, I did a, a, an interview earlier today on a um, on a radio station in um, Champaign-Urbana, Illinois. And my friend Stevie J has a program there on the ESPN station. I talk to him every week and we were catching up and I, 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 I alighted upon an insight that I need to share with you. And it is this. Joe Biden, this is what you need to know today. Joe Biden has revealed, has shown us why and how we can get all of the January 6th video, 41,000 hours uh, that the House Republicans have control over and release it, release it to the public. And here's why. Here's what Joe Biden did. Joe Biden and his White House, they went to Joe Biden, went to uh, Israel, which I salute that. I think that was a good move. He went to Israel to show his support and his his commitment to the issue. And he met some of the baddest of the bad, meaning the best of the best uh, workers, military powerhouses uh, called Delta Force, Delta Force. And these are the guys that are really the baddest of the bad. They're just the sharpest, toughest, uh, roughest, toughest dudes. And so the White House met, the the, the president met with these guys. They took a photograph and uh, then they put it up on their social media accounts. They forgot to black out their faces. So now those guys who are uh, in that hot zone, Israel, and in the middle of this are going to be, they have to be careful. They have to figure out a way now to protect them. But they can do that. You see, when someone's cover is blown, that's a way to say it that sounds like I'm on a uh, like a TV show. When someone's cover is blown, we know what to do. Sometimes it means that the person is out of uh, will be out of that work for good. And that is a huge loss. Right. It's a bad thing if you if these are the most talented people you have. But it happens. It happens. Sometimes if this if someone's cover is blown, it just means you have to, you know, uh, give them extra protection. You have to keep an eye on them. My point here is 
we have a way of dealing with uh, when the identity of law enforcement or military is exposed to the public and especially to the bad guys. Which brings me all the way forward to the January 6th video. One of the reasons that I have heard from people who are in powerful positions, in positions of influence, one of the reasons I've heard that we cannot release the videos is because there are lots of people, there are lots of people who are actually in uh, law enforcement that would need to be protected, would need to be protected um, and you know, and and you wouldn't want to blow their cover. If you did, they would be targeted. Well, we know what to do with that. We know how to handle that. Meaning we know when something is so important that we need to move forward, we have a way to figure it out. And my argument is what I said on Stevie J's show. My argument is this. You have said a bunch of people, including Liz Cheney, Nancy Pelosi, the, the so, so-called select committee, all these people, Media otherwise have said this is the worst act. It's the worst act since the Civil War, the January 6th. That's what they say. They try to tell us that we must believe it's the worst, worst thing that's ever happened since the Civil War. That's what they say. And when they say that to us, we're supposed to react to that. Meaning, we're supposed to believe that we must therefore act a certain way, we must uh, 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 behave a certain way towards the, the people that are involved in January 6th, we must subsidize and focus on uh, investigations in a certain way because of what we've been told, how we are supposed to consider what happened that day, and how bad it is. And my point is, don't you think that it would be worth getting to the bottom of who did what on that day. And here's the way I'd say it to the left. If you say it was the worst day ever, let's get to the bottom of it. And if you're worried that some of the people who were involved in January 6th and maybe were law enforcement, that they were somehow compromised or involved in some way, shouldn't we get to the bottom of it? Isn't that what we must do? Shouldn't that be the thing that we have to do? It feels to me like that's the the best way forward. And my point is only this. We just saw that. And I'm not one of the people that, you know, some people are like, holy cow, you know, look at how bad it is. Joe Biden uh, exposed these people. It was a mistake. Somebody made an error, a terrible error. But you know what? You're allowed to make errors, especially when you're the president, commander in chief with regard to military. He's the one that is allowed to do that. You know, if it was if there was some staff officer or some uh, some uh, uh, um, uh, Department of Defense civilian uh, person who made that mistake, I I could see firing them. I could see I don't know about uh, if I could see, uh, you know, bothering to do something like uh, court martial them. That seems a little dramatic. Somebody should know better. Somebody should know better. That's true. But I look, I think that that's this is something that happens. And we should be able to understand that. But now it's time. Now it's time for the American people to be able to see everything that happened on January 6th. We now know that the people who were supposed to tell us what happened, the select committee of Nancy Pelosi, Liz Cheney, Benny Thompson, etc., they lied to us. We now know that the media, the professional press, the professional journalists will not get to the bottom of it. We know that. We can see it now. 
We don't have to predict it. We don't have to wonder. We don't have to see, you know, if we can convince ourselves. That's clearly what we're faced. And therefore, what can we do about it? What we can do about it is cut it loose. Let it out. And, and have a policy that says we will, if we must, expend resources to protect law enforcement. If there are law enforcement that were doing their job by being undercover, fine. Let's protect them. If there were law enforcement that were abusing their job because they were undercover, let's find out. Because your rules, your rules, Democrats and leftists and the professional the, the narrative machine, Your rules are, this is the worst thing that's happened since the Civil War. That's your rules. You're the ones that said that. Therefore, we accept your terms, and now we're asking to act as if that was so. Because right now, you know know who's acting like that's so, that it was the worst thing since the Civil War? The, The legal system. The narrative machine is. A lot of the public is. And therefore, we we should be able to accept your uh uh your uh rules we should accept your rules and see exactly what happened exactly what happened uh the um uh the 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 people who were in uh in in um the people who were in charge of getting to the bottom of this didn't do it and therefore, let's go ahead and and learn from, you know, use the tools we have and get this thing done. So that's what you need to know. And we have to have it now. Uh, the time has passed. And I, I would say we have about six months, maybe eight months before the House of Representatives becomes bogged down in reelection campaigns. And so we have about about six months where we have to get this done and they should just do it. They should tear the Band-Aid off and get the truth out as fast as they can so that we can see exactly what has gone on and we can know exactly and prove it prove it prove it to ourselves prove it to each other and see what we can uh, find out uh, and see what we think so there you have it that's what you need to know uh, we've got a great show again today great uh, don't forget visit com and phyllisschlafly.com both places report. i'm writing at length uh com. you can see the uh, the um, uh, links to this program standalone links as well as the uh, columns uh, and other work that we do com. also at eagle ed martin on twitter at eagle ed martin on twitter follow me there if you go to um, uh, facebook uh, Ed Martin Live, uh, and uh, and also of course you can uh, go into Instagram is the same and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not even sure what my Instagram handle is, but there you have it. So I'm more excited than anything that we've come up with this idea because I do know that I've heard from a number of members of the House that they worried about law enforcement being endangered because they would release this. Well, we have to figure we have to get past that. We have to get past that, and this is the way to do it. Uh, I did get um, some feedback from my comments on uh, Sidney Powell yesterday. Uh, thank you for that. I will be uh, I've been digging into that a little bit more uh, and trying to uh, see what we can find out. Um, so um, the uh, you will want to uh, you will want to follow that uh, situation closely. A lot of people, I think, are not understanding that that was the smart move for her to do and not the dumb move. They're saying things uh, that don't make sense, and we need to fight that. So um, a lot more uh, coming on that, I hope, in the coming uh, weeks. All right, everybody, take a, let's take a break. When we come back, a lot more. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Don't forget ProAmericaReport.com, ProAmericaReport.com, and be right back.
Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Time to catch up with John Schlafly. I think we missed a week of John Schlafly. Can you believe it? We had one week where we did not have John Schlafly give us an update on his column. I know I read the column, but I mean, I didn't get to give us his uh, on air. So he's back. John Schlafly and his brother Andy do a weekly column. It uh, debuts over on townhall.com, our sister site, but it also is archived at phyllisschlafly.com where all of his columns are. He's continuing the nearly five, uh, 50 year, five decade run of his late mother writing a weekly column uh gag order invites reversal a column by john and andy schlafly welcome back john how are you um good ed uh good good to talk to you today yes so john um the the media covered the gag order with this every headline it seemed like every maybe everyone had the word narrow gag order It, it was supposed to somehow be that wasn't such a big deal the media was doing which makes me realize it's a big deal was it a big deal? Is it a big deal? Yeah. Uh, and is it working? Because I haven't seen Trump commenting the same way on that matter. Well, I think that's right. Trump has, uh, of course, uh, let's face it, everything about Trump has been blown out of the news due to events in uh, Israel. And uh, so that that is a factor. Um, and uh, uh, but does seem like Trump is paying attention to his lawyer's advice and being more cautious. Now, Trump, his lawyers did appeal the bag order. And did you notice that Alan Dershowitz, a liberal Democrat who didn't vote for Trump, but he says the order is way too broad. He didn't say it's narrow. No, it's too broad. Hmm. Uh, and in, in Alan Dershowitz's opinion, there should be no reason why Trump cannot attack the prosecutor, Jack Smith, to the to his fullest extent that he cares to do so. Oh, he called Smith. What did he call Jack Smith? A lunatic, a maniac. I forget the exact <laughs> word, but, right. uh, you know, it's entirely, you know, this guy who's in charge of the Biden prosecution of Trump. Uh, of course, it's really Joe Biden is who's behind it. Right. But. Uh, Jack Smith has his own checkered history, which ought to be repeated and reminded to the general public about what he's doing. And, but any case, um, uh, this will go on appeal. And, um, the real question I think is whether it ends up delaying the trial. Yeah, that's what I want. John, what's your bet on that? It's set on a trial that's going to come out on the eve of the Super Tuesday primaries. But if these emotions go up on appeal first to the D.C. Circuit and then possibly to the Supreme Court, this could cause a delay in the trial. And this is not the only uh, pretrial motion. There are some other very serious issues, as you well know, because uh, there are issues involving the, uh, the January 6th defendants who were charged under the same uh, ancient, archaic provision of law that Trump was charged. Well, that's up to a higher court as to whether that type of charge is even valid. Right. And uh, so whatever is the outcome of those other cases will have a big impact on Trump and could, would delay the trial. So there's a lot going on in the background for the legal people who are following it. 
John, as a practical matter for non-lawyers, and I know you're a lawyer, we talk with John Schlafly, um, but I, and I'm no expert on this, but as a practical matter, what is the reason that a defendant is is would be silenced? Is it that somehow he's affecting the jury pool? Because you know, saying mean things to the prosecutor uh, might only motivate the prosecutor to work harder. Saying mean things about the judge might backfire. I mean, Governor Gavin Newsom of California yesterday uh, was bad mouthing one of the judges who he didn't like the ruling against him. Now, I thought that was a crime against humanity. When Trump does it, it is. When Newsom does it, it's just fighting for uh, the citizens. But uh, is that was is that what the judge is relying on is saying, you know, you're distracting, not you're distracting us from our work, is it? I mean, is that a standard that just the prosecutors are allowed to have uh, un, you know, uh, uh, no distractions in their life. Meanwhile, and by the way, the DOJ has a real long record, both parties, when they're in office, of leaking into in, the advantage of themselves. I mean, this is like one of the main things they do. So is that the theory that the judge is trying to push, that it's somehow going to hurt the jury, or isn't she even bothering with that? Well, she did talk about that, and you've, pinned, you've hit the areas in which the order went too far now the the if it were truly narrow and the uh you know they have you know to just focus on witnesses now any of your listeners who have ever been involved in a trial as a witness or has gone to court for anything they're probably aware of the fact that if you're going to be a witness in a case you're not allowed to sit and listen to other witnesses. You have to stay out of the courtroom because witnesses' testimonies are not supposed to be influenced by other people. So, you know, if the if the judge wanted to be really narrow, she could have said that you know, Trump is not allowed to say anything about witnesses right, or right. potential witnesses or likely witnesses. Right. And she would have been on stronger ground there. But then you have, but even that is questionable because one of the likely witnesses is Mike Pence. <laughs> right, and, right. And, <laughs> and here you have Trump and Mike Pence is running against him for president. And are you going to say that a candidate cannot speak about another candidate? I mean, no, you can't do that. So um, there's all of these issues, and these are good examples of why this case is unprecedented, you know, and. Uh, and and an unprecedented, you know, these we should uh, the, the jury now. Now, what this judge, what this left wing Obama judge said was that she's not going to pay any attention to the fact that Trump is a candidate. He's right. Exactly. This, uh, th- th- yeah, this that's what, but she cannot avoid that. That's she's what. That's what. I, that, that, that. Well, that's what I was going to ask that you. That part of it is wrong. She has got to give due allowance for the right of a candidate for president to speak to the American people. Well, and that's the point in my mind that the judge should look over at the prosecutor and say, if you wanted to do this against this guy, you could have done this a year ago, a year and a half ago, when we wouldn't be up against this. His his free speech is different. His and the, as as you point out, and we're talking with John Schlafly in your column, the people of the United States right to hear from the candidates. It, it, it has to be. So that's to me, John, that's the most obvious argument that a, a, a more sane judge would just say. Say, and maybe the court of appeals just say, try this after the election. 
you, you, you know, let, you can do whatever you want after the election. And when it's when you can say, you know, it's not going to be as meaningful to have to make these arguments that are effectively about the uh, about the conduct of the government in the last four years. Yes, that's certainly true as a legal matter, but then you get the political matter, and there's no doubt that this whole case was is brought by Trump in order to prevent Trump from being elected and to ensure the Biden's reelection. So, you know, that's the political, you know, course is totally improper, but there's no doubt that's that this whole thing was designed to right. blow Trump out of the reelection race. John, John, what's the best? What's your best predictions uh, in terms of what happens next? There'll be an appeal on the gag order. Um, it'll go to the court, D.C. Circuit. Uh, that is not particularly friendly. I mean, it, will we know within four or six weeks whether this is delaying the trial? Um, there, there are other motions. The judge has ins- uh, the, the Obama judge insisted that she was not going to delay the trial, but she may be. There are just so many uh, potential hurdles, roadblocks and landmines and delaying tactics that I think it's impossible. It's not it's not easy to predict. This is not the only trial. You know, Trump has these other trials going on and there's an equal number of uh, unpredictable things going on there. So all I can say is stay tuned and uh, uh, stay stay tuned to the Schlafly column because we'll be keeping you up to date on all of us. I was going to say the same thing. Stay tuned to the program, but also stay tuned to the column. Good job, well, John. Uh, uh, yes. John Schla- not, let's not overlook the, the, the program. All right. John Schlafly, everybody. It's the Schlafly Report. Uh, of course, debuts over at townhall.com, the sister site of the Salem Radio Network, but also all of it's archived over at phyllisschlafly.com. John and Andy Schlafly, very helpful. If you go there, you'll see all the different columns. And, uh, and uh, as John said, often commenting uh, sort of over the period of weeks on uh, these uh, topics that relate to each other. So thank you, as always, John Schlafly. We've got to take a break. We'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Our next guest has been on the program before with us, Dr. Rachel Ehrenfeld. Uh, she's uh, the author of The Soros Agenda. I think we had her on to talk about her book. Um, she's also the founder and the president of the American Center for Democracy and the Economic Warfare Institute. Welcome, Dr. Ehrenfeld. How are you? Um, I'm um, sad, worried, and uh, angry. Yeah, I would, uh, thank you. It's not. A, yeah, I'm sorry. It's not an easy time. It's not a. That's not a. It's not a glib question anymore. How are you in this environment? Because uh, so much is happening. Um, before we get maybe to a little bit more about this, um, can you describe from your perspective, having written a whole book on the Soros agenda, it, the fruits of what George Soros and his agenda? The fruits are what we saw. Uh, no one, no one like you is really surprised. They're they're devastated by the 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 tragedy and by the the killing and all. But it's not a surprise, is it? Uh, it is not a surprise uh, at all. Uh, if you are talking about well, um, 
the Hamas atrocities, you mean? No, no, no. The, well, the, the, that the Hamas atrocities are the fruit of the Soros. If, if you study oh, the Soros partly, agenda. Yes, partly, 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 yes. And I actually just uh, uh, sent and uh, tried to publish an article. It has not been published yet. Uh, but hopefully it will be published soon, and then I will send it to you. Please do. Uh, because Soros has been funding uh, uh, actually Palestinian organizations and pro-Palestinian organizations, pro-Hamas organizations, uh, pro-PIJ, Palestinian Islamic Jihad organizations, under the guise that they are funding their, uh, their activities uh, for uh, um, human rights, and uh, they were funding their activities in order to be able to uh, make public appearances and reach out um, and uh, convince people. And they have been funding their activities against Israel, uh, funding BDS, uh, if not directly, then indirectly through the Tides Foundation mostly, uh, which is based in San Francisco. Uh, Soros does not uh, actually he does not approve of the Jewish state of Israel. Sounds like Hamas to me. And right. uh, neither so, not the father, not his son, Alex, who is running the foundation now. And on, uh, what is it, um, two days ago, uh, the, um, uh, for example, Arab Resources uh, and or, an organizing center in San Francisco uh, which is physically sponsored project by George Soros by right. through Tide, uh, urge sent out uh, uh, urging uh, uh, is is very active among high school high school students mm-hmm. high schoolers and uh, throughout the throughout the United States and they were urging uh, to go out to the street and walk out for Gaza. Uh, protests. Uh, they were sending it to all high schools um, and they were advocating chants such as Israel, Israel, you can't hide. We charge, we, we charge you with genocide and free, free Palestine. And the, the organization also sent some uh, talking points uh, that they can argue. Uh, and, and also encouraging them to say that the United States is complicit in the, in the uh, genocide of Palestinians and uh, to demand in the demonstrations to chant and yell and, and scream that they want ceasefire and uh, uh, that they want to decolonize Israel, Palestine and Palestine will be free. I mean, in addition, so they are funding that. In addition, we also, the group uh, that uh, actually invaded uh, uh, invaded uh, Capitol Hill and demonstrated there for on behalf of Hamas. Uh, this is the, there were two groups, uh, Jewish Voices for Peace, which is completely anti-Israel, uh, pro-Hamas, pro-Palestinian, and um, these are progressive Jews and others. It's not only Jewish. Um, and also the, the other organization is, if, if not now, these were the groups that invaded the capital. And they were uh, demonstrating against Israel's response to Hamas atrocities. Uh, they, they have been accusing Israel. They were chanting Israel uh, committed genocide. Uh, committing genocide demanded ceasefire. They have received from uh, the Jewish Voices for Peace received $650,000 from Soros wow. uh, to work in, in, in the Middle East, uh, promoting human rights. 
and 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 in 2021 they receive additional grant unknown how much money uh for because they don't uh, report on it uh or right. don't report accurately uh also for two more years and uh if not now received uh 400 uh $400,000 in tw- 2019 and another $400,000 in 2021 from Soros okay these are just two examples right, okay right right um Dr. Ehrenfeld I, I want to ask sorry to interrupt you but I want to ask you this question you 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 are very uh, a prolific uh author uh, over 1500 uh publications five books academic papers phd um when you saw our american universities and and the responses harvard is the one that comes to mind again after decades of soros money and left wing money and left wing professors it's not surprising it's disappointing it's terrible but it's not surprising is it it is not surprising but it's not only so soros money dwarfs in comparison to what qatar for example has been uh, funding uh, universities mm-hmm. academic institutions etc in since uh june 2020 qatar has spent at least 1.6 billion with the b lobbying campaigns in the us and more than 5.4 billion uh giving to american universities universities harvard george washington university arkansas uh, university carnegie mellon georgetown um uh northwestern university texas a&m um while cornell a medical uh school and city university college in new york just a few they have been funding also um uh brookings for example okay uh they have been giving millions of dollars and a vice president of brookings received uh 14.8 million dollars uh to promote qatar's uh interest in the united states he's a former he's a former us ambassador to israel twice uh mm-hmm. he was obama's he was obama's middle east envoy uh and he has harshly criticizing israel promoting the iran deal uh uh siding with the palestinians apparently uh, qatar's investments here uh, are actually paying off uh moreover in june 2022 uh then uh, brookings president john allen was forced to resign because the fbi was investigating and there were court files showing that uh the retired four star general obama's appointee former commander of us and nato forces in afghanistan was secretly lobbying for qatar Hmm. in violations of fara so i mean they have these are just several really two examples of of uh, uh qatar's influence what, what, this has uh, been going on for decades decades yeah dr arenfeld is our guest and again her book is uh, available as a uh, republic book publishers our friend there rachel arenfeld dr arenfeld's book is the soros agenda um where how does this uh, and i just have about a minute and a half left about a minute um where where does the the um this is a terrible question to ask at the end but the media the media uh messaging on this it's a mess already and how worried are you that we're not going to get it right that we're going to be whipsawed by either lazy or dishonest media in america well uh we have uh, uh we have uh both lazy and and uh 
ill-intentioned media, uh, media that is controlled uh, by really by the left, right. and even even so-called conservatives, uh, conservative outlets, conservative media uh, outlets, publications. I have I have written like I have been uh, four of my articles, which are very well sourced. Uh, documented, uh, actually quoting uh, and, and showing what Hamas is doing, Hamas is saying, or those who support Hamas are doing, uh, have, been, have been rejected. Uh, and this is not good because the jihadists don't want to call on, don't want to yeah. kill only Israelis and Jews. Right. They right. want to kill Americans. They want to kill all infidels. I, I know, it's, it's true. Time, I, I, un, it's time un, to be educated. Yeah, un, unfortunately, I'm sorry. That was a bad question to ask so late in the interview, but I'm up against a heartbreak. I have to go. Dr. Rachel Ehrenfeld, we'll have her back on again. She's a prolific uh, author and uh, a helpful voice. We'll take a break, everybody, and be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. A bright political future awaits Republican leaders who stand against the misuse and abuse of prosecutorial power by the Democrat County Prosecutor in Fulton County, Georgia. District Attorney Fannie Willis has taken it upon herself to interfere with the 2024 presidential contest by unjustifiably indicting the leading candidate, Donald Trump. So far, too few Republican officials have spoken up against this prosecution, which, if allowed against Trump, would be replayed against other conservative candidates in the future. But grassroots Republican voters have been energized by this latest assault on President Trump and his primary rivals should form a united front so that Trump can focus on overcoming this 19 ring circus in Fulton County, Georgia. The big donor dollars being wasted by Republicans in name only should be reallocated to provide a legal defense to the Republican victims of this atrocity. The First Amendment rights of Donald Trump and his supporters are not to be burdened by political hacks who are disguised as county prosecutors. Political speech rights should be better protected against an out-of-state indictment by a partisan prosecutor. And laws should be strengthened to prevent this sordid spectacle from ever happening again. Every Republican candidate running for every federal office should be compelled to answer the question of what they will do to prevent the ongoing abuse of prosecutorial power by Democrats as they try to improperly win elections. Voters deserve more than the mere platitudes of the weaponization of government by the left. Congress should begin by issuing subpoenas on prosecutors who misuse their offices and are interfering with the presidential election. This issue is bigger than Donald Trump. The issue is even bigger than the 2024 presidential contest. This is about whether we will allow two of our sacred institutions to be undermined in order to favor one candidate for office over another, and all at the expense of the American people's voice. Our justice system and our electoral system cry out for champions, champions who will defend them against this assault. Which Republican candidates and officials will be willing to answer this call? This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. What's the best way to rekindle the spirit of Phyllis Schlafly and the grassroots movement she energized? In this digital age, patriots and pro-family Americans can find insight and inspiration on our website, phyllisschlafly.com. Then, share your own heart and mind on social media. 
So join us at phyllisschlafly.com and every weekday for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Uh, as we finish up today, I want to highlight for you a story uh, that is really stunning and really, really troubling. And the reason why it's so troubling to me is because I fear, I fear it is an indication of what is coming for uh, the people of Poland. The people of Poland, you say, well, what are you talking about? Ed? what, what exactly are you talking about? Because um, when I tell you this story, but th- there's been a sea change in Poland. We've talked about that, right? That there was an election and that the um, that the uh, uh, so-called conservatives, the more conservative party, which has governed for almost eight years, maybe a little bit more, um, it looks like it has lost to a coalition, a coalition of left leaning folks, including um, Donald Tusk or led by Donald Tusk, the European Union president, a guy who was in the European Union for years and is really a national, uh, a globalist of the first order. And so uh, Poland is going to face this massive challenge uh, and we'll get to that. But um, so here's what I want to point to you. I want to tell you about what I saw and what has happened in uh, Europe. And specifically, a a post that was uh, on uh, X. And the post is from the uh, Genoa, Radio Genoa, Radio Genoa, a um, uh, a, 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 an X um, uh, platform that is uh, out of Genoa in Italy. And it is uh, it's a news source. And so what you see when you go to this link is a the German NGO, so that's a nonprofit, which is called Humanity, it's subsidized by the German government, is actually going out and picking up people in the sea who are fleeing from countries trying to get to Europe. And this German government-funded entity is, is meeting these boats, putting the people onto the boats, and then going into port and letting these people out. And once you hit the land, this is a little bit like what's happening at our Mexican border. Once you get over the line, you say, ah, I'm here for this reason, and you're welcomed. And so we have a German uh, a German government funded nonprofit doing this and putting people into Italy and into Europe with no checks. No, there's no there's no checks. You don't have to know if they're a terrorist. You don't have to know if they're Hamas. You don't have to know if they're anything. And what Radio Genoa, this tweet says is, look at this. Look at this. And, and who's allowing this? How can it be so? How can it be so that we have a government, Germany, funding an invasion of another country, Italy. Now, you can say to yourself, well, how can it be that in America we have our southern border, which is uh, with the Mexican government, and it's being uh, it's not being funded by any outside entity formally. There's no German, uh, uh, you know, no, no no German government nonprofit is uh, sitting on the uh, uh, on the border uh, delivering people. But it's pretty close because you know what? There's lots of funded groups that are escorting people through Mexico that are that nonprofits, you know, nonprofit corporations, some of them with a front where they say things like, oh, yeah, we're for the good of all humanity. You know, we're Catholic charities or something like that. And they're supposedly helping and they're getting money from governments, a lot of it from our governments. And they're doing this to subvert America. And here's the point, whether you're Genoa and the Italians and it's being done to you by the Germans or America and it's being done to you by God knows who 
at the Mexican border, the common point, the common question is, who's vetting these people? What is the policy? What is the immigration policy that you're undertaking to allow people to come? It's one thing if you say, we want X number of people, we want them to look look and sound like this in terms of background, age, or anything. It's another to say, let them all come in. Now, a choice would be to say, let everyone come in. Nobody's done that in America. I don't think everybody anybody's done that in Italy. But the participation in the EU at least arguably makes it so that, you know, you can you're stuck with the principles of the EU that say you cannot. When someone hits your shores, do it, you know, uh, uh, send them away. That's the rules, supposedly. But. It's rules that are destroying Europe. It's it's rules that are ending Europe. Europe is over. It may take 50 years, but Europe is over. It's only a matter of time before a number of European countries become uh, sort of uh, controlled by foreigners that are that are coming now. And if, if you want that, you can decide to have that, I guess. But a, a lot of it looks like fundamentalist Islam, fundamentalist Islamic uh immigrants illegal and otherwise coming to a place and they're going to have their way that's the design it's not a it's not a um it's not a, a bug it's a feature of their system their system is to go someplace and take over that's what they're doing that's the plan and that's what's happening and the only question is whether anyone's going to object in a way that stops it meaningfully. It doesn't look like Europe will. And which brings me to Poland. Someone said, well, what's Poland going to do? There's going to be a, a, a government uh, that's going to be a coalition government. Yeah, but the coalition government that's going to be in charge in Poland is going to have a feature that they want the money. They want follow the money, the EU money and the globalist money that will come flooding in for them to get. And they will have groups like the one I just described. And you know what they'll do? They'll take, they will now take uh, uh, asylum, quote unquote, asylum seekers. And they'll take migrants and they'll take all different kinds of people and they'll bring them into Poland. And the Polish people will be saying, yeah, you know, we don't think we want much of this, but we sure like the money. We sure like the money. We sure like what's happening to the economy, the billions of dollars coming from the EU. And they will wreck Poland. They will wreck Poland. They are. They, they're planning it, even as we speak. All right. They've got to run, though. Thank you, as always, uh, to our great producers, uh, Ryan Hyde and Mason Mohan. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back. It's Ed Martin here. I'm the Pro-America Report. Talk to you then. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.